Hey guys, we know it's been a long time for New Atlas, but before we get into the episode, we want to mention a new series we produce with Voyage Media called The Third Threat. A Russian terror cell has infiltrated the United States and it's up to a normal businesswoman named Jess to help bring them down. This political thriller series based on several novels is full of twists and turns and tons of action. If you like shows like Jack Ryan or 24, then you'll love this. Seven Lamb wrote, casted, and produced the entire series, and you can listen to the whole thing right now. Just search for The Third Threat by Voyage Media wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks, and enjoy the return of Atlas Avenue Beat. Seven Lamb Productions presents Kenneth Heights Stories The Capable Nine Part 3 Here you are, Mr. Locke. A nice warm milk. Ah, warm milk. I haven't had this since I left a cold milk in the microwave and forgot to take it out before making popcorn. Oh, okay. It's goat's milk. Never had goat's milk. Only cows and mothers. But only when I was really young, I swear. Is it good? It's delicious. I love it. Tastes like cheese. (laughs) That is cheese, Paul. It is? That's why it's so hard to drink. Hey, uh, Paul? Yeah, Jimmy Jones? Your voice, it's, uh... Well, it seems different again. Oh, well, it must be this cold weather. I think I might be getting sick again. Cough, cough! And that's why your voice is different? I guess so. But I just wanted to check. You're still the same exact Paul, right? No other differences than your voice? Yep. Good to know. Me and Paul were over at Bethany's aunt's home. Aunt Elizabeth was very friendly, but she had a weird fascination with milk. You know, goat's milk is the most popular around our village. The men swear by it. They drink two cups every day before toiling the field or building barns. In fact, we get 2.5 more barns built and 1.5 more fields toiled when the men drink goat's milk. (laughs) You should be a spokesman. Oh, I could never make statements on behalf of a group or individual. Was that the literal definition of spokesman? It should be. Aunt Elizabeth could never be a spokesman because she's a woman. And also, Irish people can't be on TV. They disappear or something. Like vampires in a mirror? Oh, shit. I need wood steaks. You are not stabbing my Amish family. No. I remember I found a tarp in the barn earlier, and I want to make a tent outside. (sighs) Maybe later, Polly. It's cold, and now's not the time. You always say that when I want to have fun. I actually need to go check on Mom and Pa again. Your parents are fine, dear. Brother Tom is watching over them. And of course, my brother comes back when the corrupt policemen are gone. I'm kind of shocked with how easy it was. Christmas was actually tomorrow, but I convinced everyone to stay for the time being. We had to make sure the bad guys didn't return. The main hope was that maybe Dick would jump in and use that CIA magic of his to put a stop to the corrupt mayor, but there was still no word. In the meantime, the rest of the group monitored the area. Hey, Mr. Locke, me and Edith did a ride through like you asked of us. And? And fucking nothing! Yeah, there was no one out there. No one but a few Amish folk. I think we really did scare the bad guys away. It's been half a day. I don't think we should jump to any conclusions. Don't worry, Mr. Locke. I never jump to conclusions. I always creep slowly and then tackle them in a sneak attack. 
Conclusions? He shrugged. Eh, that's how I deal with anything. You're a dumbass, Joey. Sweetcakes, don't say that. Not in front of the Amish. They respect their men. Mm, sometimes. Bethany rolled her eyes at Paul, who was currently trying to get a lump of cheese out of his cup with his tongue. God damn it, why isn't this liquid like regular American milk? Cause it's cheese, Polly. Joey, can you get the door? Me? Yeah, that's your name. Oh, okay. I just didn't know if there was anyone else with the same name as me here. <sighs> Joey, Joey Evernuckle, can you get the door? Yeah, I got it. Hey, Big Jimbo. Me and Daphne checked up on all the villagers. How is everyone? Is everyone good? They're better than good. They're fine. Is that better than good? It's better than bad. No one said bad. I just did, and you just did. Ah, oh, Big Jimbo. Always being dense and shit. Ha! Gotta love it. Okay. Arthur walked over and knelt next to me. Hey, Jimbo. How long we gotta stay here? I think we're good. Or should I say, fine? Say whatever you want. Well, I just mean Christmas is tomorrow. I think we did our due diligence. I do diligence all the time. You do? Diligence, yeah! Guys, I know everyone here is happy that the bad guys are gone, and that's good. It's fine. It's good. But I really think we should stay until we hear back from Dick. But Mr. Locke, do you really think the fucking bad guys will come back? I know we weren't capable, but we were still hateful, and I think that was enough. Trust me, I'm just as surprised as you. But, Big Jimbo, it's Christmas tomorrow, and Daphne always gives me blowies on birthdays. Your birthday isn't on Christmas. No, but Jesus's is. I don't think Jesus would be too thrilled about you getting a blowy on his birthday. He died for our sins, though, and Daphne's sin is that she's a pervert on birthdays and holidays. If I don't capitalize on it now, then my next blowy won't be till Groundhog Day. <sighs> I know, honey. I'm trying to explain it to him. We need to be cautious. For Bethany's family, for the other Amish people here. We appreciate it. Would you like more milk? I still have a full glass. So how long do you think you will stay? We welcome you as our guests, but not sure we have enough food to feed you all, especially with what was taken from us. Aunt Elizabeth, please. These magnificent seven helped us. Eight. What? There's eight of us. Oh, yes. I forgot. But nevertheless, we got things done, even though Arthur originally thought we wouldn't be capable. Hey, I retracted that statement. Only because you're ready to leave. Well, we didn't even shoot anybody. I'm fine with staying, Mr. Locke, but I just hope everyone doesn't get cold because it can be cold for some people here. Like you? No, I'm not cold. Then why'd you push me out of the way of the fire? I don't want you to get burned. Just then, Joey lit a cigarette. Joey, what the hell you doing? Smoking my troubles away. Will you stop? Oh, all right, honey, I'll walk with you. What is it? Daphne has to tinkle. Sorry, but he asked. She does not have to tinkle. Yeah, huh? No. Yes, Big Jimbo. I know we're besties, but you're really chapping my hide. That's farmer talk for you're being a butthead. Just go. How did I manage to run off some crooked cops with this lot? I took a seat, careful not to bang my injured arm on the armrest. See? See? What? This is good. It means... It means it's working. What is? The tobacco and my 
confidence. Would anybody else care for some warm milk? We may not have a lot of food, but we have plenty of milk. <laughs> Sorry, but I only drink milk that's hot. Hot? Scalding. That is such a lie. No, it isn't. I like drinking stuff that's scalding because it makes my inside stronger, like steel. It's what tough guys do. Where are Holly and Vendel? They should have been back by now. Maybe they took the scenic route. There is no damn scenic route. Yeah-huh. On the other side of the dead corn. He's right. It's very scenic. Bethany, me and your uncle used to walk that way on the weekends, when we weren't milking goats, building barns, or toiling fields. Your life seems boring. It can actually be very fulfilling. No, the cat bitch is right. It's boring as fuck here. I don't even have anywhere to plug in my Nintendo 3DS. Oh, Paul, now please don't talk like that. I can't help it. I'm not Irish like you. Well, if Holly and Vendel don't get back soon, I'll ride out to find them. I thought you wanted them to watch the main road. I did, but they've been out there a while, and we need to figure out shifts. It's only right. There they are. I'll get it. Let me just finish this cool drag. <laughs> oh, shut up! I'll get it, dear. Well, hello there. I spun in my chair so fast I almost pulled a butt muscle. I pointed my gun at the tall, mustached figure who stepped inside, calm and collected. Who the hell are you? His hands were behind his back as he paced the room. We all had our guns on him now, but he didn't seem to mind. Who am I? That's right. My name is Pierce Patchett. You're the wealthy landowner. And proud of it. Get out of my house! Sorry, but I can't do that just yet. You seem like you don't even notice our guns pointed right at you. Oh, I do. All of them. Well, except his. He motioned to Paul, who had his gun aimed at Aunt Elizabeth. Paul! Oh, oops. <laughs> my bad. Paul redirected his aim at Patchett, who finally stopped in the center of the room. Is that goat's milk? It is. Don't mind if I do. He grabbed my glass as I stood, meeting him eye to eye. Although he was a little taller than me, so it was a little more eye to nose. Which wasn't a big deal, I mean, way better than when I met Richard Maul outside of the set of Night Court. Which was eye to dick. That dude's tall. Not as tall as most basketball players, though, but I've never met a basketball player. I did see Durant at Krispy Kreme once, but I didn't meet him. What are you doing right now? I'm uh, rambling in my monologue. Oh, okay. You had a very Sadie Sink Vecna thing going on with your eyes. That can happen when I monologue too long. Do you need music? You got Kate Bush on cassette? No. Then I'm fine. Now, what are you doing here? You come to scold us for chasing away your goons? Yes, that was rather unfortunate. Patchett gulped the milk while staring at me. Hmm, good. Although... While I enjoy a warm milk, I really prefer it to be... scolding. Whoa! He's a tough guy! I bet his insides are like steel. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that your milk? You may think that bothers me, but I had a guy drink my milkshake once, and it was a really good one from a Lost-themed cafe. He's just doing it to show dominance, Mr. J. I know, but it won't work. We have the upper hand and he knows it. Is that right? Bring them in! Two men carried in Holly and Vendel, tied up and gagged. 
They toss them to the ground. You son of a bitch. Before you retaliate, I would just like to make it known that these are not the only men with me right now. Care to see? I'll call your bluff. No! Raise him, Jimmy Joe! Halt, shut it. I followed Patchett outside, and there, by the near barn, ten more men. Okay. Ten. Not so bad. I figured more would show, so this wasn't a surprise. And that's not it. He motioned to my left. In the cornfield, another ten. Oh, crap. And don't forget to look that way. Ten more men. And over there. On the ridge, roughly thirty more men on horseback. Jesus Christ! It looks like when the Riders of Rohan showed up to the Battle of Minas Tirith. <laughs> Nerd. But you realize that makes you the bad guys. Oh no, I don't think so. It does. It really does. We're trying to protect the people here. Listen, Mr... Locke. James Locke, P.I. Well, Mr. James Locke, P.I. You'll have to say the P.I. part. You don't seem to understand what I'm trying to do here. Have you ever heard of a mall? A mall? Yes. Yeah, I've heard of a mall. How about a highway? Yeah, I'm not a fucking idiot. I know what a mall and a highway are. Then you understand why we need them. Maybe a highway, but malls are a bit outdated, aren't they? Oh, okay. So, when the zombies arrive, what do you plan to do? Where do you plan to hold up? You're making a Dawn of the Dead reference? What if I am? Didn't the zombies end up breaking into the mall at the end anyway? Sure, eventually. But wouldn't you like the opportunity to live as long as you could? Have a fighting chance. Wait, wait, wait. Are you saying you're building this mall in the off chance zombies become an actual thing? Zombies are very scary. Are they not? Hey, would anyone like any more milk? Enough with the milk, goddamn! Sorry, I'll go back inside. It's like she's nice and all, and I know she doesn't have a lot else to do here, but... Jesus, it's milk! I don't care if it's goat, cow, almond, or mothers. No, wait, strike that last one. What were we talking about again? Are zombies not scary, Mr. James Luck P.I.? No, seriously, you don't have to say the P.I. part. And yes, zombies are scary. But I know this isn't about zombies. This is about money. It's always about money. Isn't that right, Mr. Pierce Patchett? Oh, jeez. You spit on me. Get a pop filter, for Christ's sakes. For my mouth? If you're gonna say my name again with such contempt, then yes. I mean, you spit on my lip. That is beyond disgusting. <sighs> well, if you don't want me to do it again, why don't you and your 60 cronies take a hike? I don't have any Norwegian money. I'm talking about your hired guns. Oh, no, Mr. James Luck. Don't you do it. P. I? Son of a bitch. We aren't going anywhere. You and your, what, hateful eight are the ones who will be leaving the premises. And I believe you'll be leaving them right now. Jesus. All these weapons and we have to just pack up and go away. What a waste. I agree. I was ready for a little bang-bang. 
We were back at the gas station not far from the village. You still haven't gotten a message from Dick? Nope. Well then, we're screwed. I told you, Jimbo, we weren't capable. An hour ago, you admitted we were. I was just trying to make you feel better. This sucks. Bethany won't leave her stupid village, and now Christmas is tomorrow. I'm sorry, Paul. This is no good. Where is your fighting spirit? Weren't you fucking tied up like an hour ago? <laughs> Duh, but I am now free. No, we can't put ourselves in danger again. Not with that small army they have. I figured they'd come back with more men, but frankly, that was ridiculous. But what about all our weapons, Mr. Locke? We still only have seven people. Eight. Seven. Eight! I'm gonna pop her, Arthur. Hey! Easy there, Big Jimbo. Those are fighting words. If we go home now, does that mean we aren't friends anymore? I leaned against the SUV and rubbed my temples, trying to think. <sighs> have to do something. Paul and his friends risked their lives for us. I'm sorry, Bethany. There's nothing we can do. You saw how many people are out there now. We've tried our hardest, but we must go now. Ma's right. Oh, shut up, Tom. You skedaddled right when those corrupt cops showed up. I did not skedaddle. I had errands to run. Pa, what about you? Your mother is right. Sadly, we must leave now. No, we must fight back. <laughs> we can't fight. Yes, we can. Sister Bethany, your friends have done more harm than good. At least they tried. They tried for us. Yes, dear Bethany. They did try, but they weren't capable. Now were they? <sighs> I, I don't believe this. You all sound the same. At least Aunt Elizabeth made Paul and his friends some milk. That's all she knows how to do. And we lie to her, Bethany. We tell her it helps us build 2.5 more barns when we drink it. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Luckily for us, she's bad at math. Fine. You leave. But I won't. This is my childhood home. This is your home. I'll stay and I'll fight. Bethany! No, you're wrong, Mother. They are capable. They are. Anything, Arthur? Anything from Dick? I'm still mad at you. What? Why? You said you were gonna pop my girlfriend. I would never pop your girlfriend, even if I was mad at you. Remember Lauren? What does that mean? Yeah, I remember Lauren. She wasn't a balloon, and you liked her. Still! I'm not in the mood, Arthur. Mr. Locke, Edith and Vendel won't stop yelling at each other. I would step in because I'm the man in the relationship, but Edith told me to butt out. So as the man in the relationship, I'm going to make a judgment call and listen to her. What are they arguing about? I think our situation. This all went south really fast, huh? Yeah, Paul won't stop crying, and neither will Holly. Why? 
Polly is sad because she thinks we won't be friends with her anymore, and Paul is sad because his hand is stuck in a grate over there. You know, I thought maybe we actually stood a chance, but Arthur was right. We weren't capable. I almost, almost wish fucking Barry was here. Just so we could have nine people. But who am I kidding? Barry's a piece of worthless shit, and why would one more person matter? Because maybe one more person is all you need. Bethany? Bethany! Are you guys really leaving? As soon as we get Paul's hand out of that grate. We've been waiting on any word from Dick, but nothing. So yeah, with the way things are and the fact that we don't want to put you through anymore. But I want to fight. What? 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 This is my family's home. They're packing up now. And it's Christmas. But I won't leave. Fuck the mayor. Fuck the crooked cops. And fuck Pierce Patchett. Whoa! You say fuck? When I'm really angry, I do. Fuck yeah! So what do we have to do? I took the time to look at everyone. To gauge their moods. I don't know. We're still vastly outnumbered and morale is lower than my credit score. But don't you have a buttload of weapons? We do. But we told Dick we would only use them as intimidation. The same Dick that hasn't gotten back to you? Fair point. And don't I make the ninth member? She does! Jimbo, do you know what this means? We're capable! Oh my god, we're actually capable! It's still one hell of a long shot. And it's up to everyone here. I know many of you don't know me that well. I do! I've been inside you! Jesus, Paul! I'm talking to everyone else, dear. I know I'm not close to y'all. And you don't owe me or my family any favors. But I beg of you, help me save my family's home. <laughs> Kenneth Heights Stories, The Capable Nine, written and edited by Robert M. Lamb, starring Jack Austin as Locke and Vendel, Amy LeRae as Edith, Douglas Solway as Paul, Ryan Messick as Arthur, Robert M. Lamb as Joey and Kevin, Melanie Kissel as Holly, Stacy Golden as Bethany, and John Harrow as Dick. Co-starring Wesley Morris, Ashley York, Diana Ross, and Ian Cullen. Music provided by Kevin McLeod of Incompetech.com and various artists at artlist.io. And if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to rate and review. This has been a Seven Lamb production.